Joe Biden announces victory in Ukraine, while Democrats seem to have a problem calling child sex trafficking a bad thing. Ilan Omar once again reminds us of the embarrassing fact that we have a racist, terrorist-loving sociopath as a sitting U.S. Congresswoman. And Washington, D.C. is now allowing immigrants to arrest U.S. citizens. One unfortunately sick man wants a uterine transplant just so that he can be the first man who thinks he isn't to have an abortion. Plus, Dylan Mulvaney moves to Peru. Find out all the dark and twisted details on today's episode of History's Greatest Podcast. I'm Eric Yanis, and this is The Eric Yanis Show. Hi, and welcome back. Director of Chinese Intelligence Operations in the United States, Joe Biden, declared earlier this week that the United States had won its war, that it wasn't fighting, in the Ukraine against the enemy, that it didn't have, Russia. That's right, folks. The National Pulse reports that despite over a fifth of Ukraine still under occupation by Russia, and the Ukrainian counteroffensive being a colossal waste of resources, Joe Biden has declared, quote, Vladimir Putin has already lost in Ukraine, close quote. Now, some of you may be thinking, Eric, we know that normally the president is so eloquent and intelligent. There's no doubt that on other issues, he's a cool-headed, calculating, and strategic leader with a mind that boggles the imagination. But isn't he being just a bit premature here? To which I answer, of course not. I have full faith in the president's historic military leadership, his sharp tactical mind illustrated in the decisions he makes on a daily basis as this country's commander in chief. So if he says victory in Ukraine, Well, I guess the Ukrainians better get used to the new borderlines. And would it kill them to say something like, Thank you, America? In other news, the recent movie Sound of Freedom has created quite a stir for progressives. Is that because the Sound of Freedom is the harrowing true story of an American federal agent risking life, limb, and livelihood to save nearly 200 children from sex slavery. And progressives were so moved by the story that they want to make the lives of these tortured children better? Nope. Progressives at the highest levels of government seem to be convinced that this story, which is undisputed fact, should be classified as, quote, conspiracy theory, unquote, while doing their best to make everyone forget that child sex trafficking is about to overtake the drug trade. For instance, the Department of Justice was caught earlier this week removing information regarding child sex trafficking from their official website. The Washington Examiner reports, quote, the DOJ quietly removed significant portions of its page on child sex trafficking, including information on international sex trafficking of minors domestic sex trafficking of minors, 
and child victims of prostitution, close quote. The Heritage Foundation Vice President of Domestic Policy, Roger Severino, who served in the DOJ during the transition to Obama and also under Trump, went on to say in the Washington Examiner article, quote, for some reason, people on the left get really uncomfortable and defensive talking about child sexual exploitation. Republican administrations direct more resources to child and human sex trafficking, but then Democratic administrations pull that back, close quote. This move by the Department of Justice comes after the New York Times reported that some 85,000 migrant children, but a mere handful, were lost after the Biden administration released them at the border, including some children who were forced into sex slavery. Meanwhile, Fox News reported that California Committee on Public Safety blocked a Senate bill, one Senate Bill 14, that would have defined sex trafficking as a serious felony. Fortunately for sex traffickers in California, their party is in control, and the Democrats on the Public Safety Committee promptly blocked the bill. Not a single Democrat voted yes to treating sex trafficking as a serious crime. Are any of us really surprised? Perhaps we should be, because Senate Bill 14 passed unanimously in the Senate with bipartisan support. Could the difference be the release of the movie Sound of Freedom? It's anybody's guess. Meanwhile, the article continues that in Florida, Attorney General Ashley Moody is demanding Mark Zuckerberg, quote, explain the high volume of human trafficking across meta platforms after a report revealed pedophiles are using the metaverse to sexually exploit children. Moody sent a letter to Zuckerberg Monday inviting the CEO to speak with Florida's statewide council on human trafficking to what preventative measures, if any, the tech giant is taking to end human trafficking on sites such as Facebook, Instagram, Messenger, and WhatsApp. Facebook was reportedly the top platform used for the recruitment of human trafficking victims from 2019 to 2022, according to the 2022 Federal Human Trafficking Report. Close quote. So in the end, there's simply nothing to see here, folks. There's nothing to see here. Just every major media outlet in the country defaming a movie which tells the absolutely true story of a mission to imprison people who rape children. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Immigrants, yes, immigrants, may soon be allowed to arrest U.S. citizens in Washington, D.C. In a move to bolster its collapsing police force, the capital of Babylon, excuse me, I mean the United States, has announced that green card carrying immigrants may now work at the police department. Now, while no one could seriously object to people who are merely visiting this nation, enforcing the laws of this nation onto others by arresting people who are legal citizens of this nation, some right-wing conspirators have suggested that the move is a result 
of the DCMPD's police force shrinking to a mere 3,900 officers. The city has announced plans to get that number back up to just over 4,000 over the next 10 years. And it seems one way in which they've decided to get to that goal is by offering badges and firearms to non-U.S. citizens because evidently the U.S. citizens of Washington, D.C. have collectively decided it's not worth defending. This story reminds me of that time when another heartwarming and inspiring president, Abraham Lincoln, brought tens of thousands of European criminals over to America to stack his armies against the racist South because Americans were unwilling to fight his tyrannical and bloodthirsty war. And you know what? Had it not been for Lincoln unleashing that wave of immigrant criminals to rape, rage, and rampage against non-combatant civilian Southerners, then America would never have destroyed the ideas of state sovereignty and nullification. And then we would never have had such an overbloated view of the presidency and the federal government in the first place. So, who knows? Maybe a lot of good will come out of this. In other news, neo-Nazi congresswoman and person who thinks 9-11 was caused by, quote, some people who did some things, close quote, Ilan Omar reminds us once again that she doesn't like the Jews. Just like her fellow racist Nazi woman, Senator Rashida Tlaib, Representative Omar is scandalized that the United States Congress is hosting the president of one of our official allies, Israel. When asked about his trip to the United States, woman who just won't take off that turban, Representative Omar told the reporter there was, quote, no way in hell, close quote, she would attend the event. Demonstrating her vast intelligence, this so-called representative of the American people revealed that she had no idea whatsoever that President Herzog was even coming to visit Congress. After thinking for a moment, and before storming off, Omar added conspicuously, quote, Oh, and by the way, if there's a terrorist attack in Israel on the same day he visits the United States Congress, it has nothing to do with me or Rashida Tlaib, close quote. We'll be watching this story with great interest. Meanwhile, Dylan Mulvaney has moved to Peru in fear of his life in America. And so far, it seems like he's having a grand old time. Fortunately for Dylan Mulvaney, you may legally change genders whenever you wish in Peru. Unfortunately for Dylan Mulvaney, same-sex relationships are not given the equal protection under the law that they are in the United States, and same-sex marriage is positively illegal. Nevertheless, we at the Eric Yana Show wish him the best on his trip. We encourage him to take as long as he likes, and we hope he finds a much safer environment than the United States somewhere else, perhaps somewhere far away from the United States. However, we do need to recognize that Mulvaney's exit from the United States is the latest in just a long line of hate crimes leveled against transgender peoples. And the reason that hate crimes are on the rise for transgenders 
is because many people still believe transgenders are mentally ill. This hateful and grotesque group of people state that many transgender people suffer from some kind of mental trauma, and that if we're going to help these people truthfully and honestly, then we need to recognize pathologies when we see it and treat them for it, not engage in delusions that will ultimately lead to people getting hurt. Now, I think we can all agree that anyone who would make such an argument is a hateful and evil person with no love in their heart for their fellow man. That's why we at The Eric Yana Show need to do our part to convince those bigots that transgenderism is perfectly normal. And in order to do that, I'd like to report a simple story from Live Action News. Quote, Transgender activist wants uterus and ovary transplants to get pregnant and abort a child. Close quote. That's right, folks. This perfectly sane and healthy individual is gunning for the all-coveted title First Trans Woman to Have an Abortion. Now, the title First Trans Woman to Get Pregnant evidently seems to be taken because, as we all know, men can get pregnant just like women. And if you're confused why you would need ovaries and a uterus to have an abortion if you don't need these things to get pregnant, then maybe you're the one with mental health problems. Now, this individual is willing to undergo a seriously complex and dangerous operation that has only successfully been completed on natural-born women just about 30 times in the history of medicine. Assuming all of that, this person will undergo these expensive and extremely dangerous treatments for the expressed purpose of killing another human being. Namely, the one that will never be there in the first place because he will never get pregnant. So, I think it's pretty clear at this point, once again, that there is no link whatsoever to transgenderism and mental health pathologies. No link to transgenderism and obsessive, often violent thoughts against children. It's time to wake up, conservatives, and just follow the science. I'm Eric Yanis. This has been another episode of The Eric Yanis Show. And as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>